Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. You're doing impersonations again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imitating Eric, our good uh, Port Traverton caller calls sometimes. I thought you were imitating Stan. No. Come on. (laughs) Stan's on the line. He's inimitable. (laughs) He's inimitable. So, yeah, Stan is on the line. So we're going to chit-chat with him very shortly. Uh, He's going to talk about Democrats, it says. So he's probably fed up. (laughs) by now if he hasn't been already Uh, but we would invite you to contact us one of the ways to do that is on the device that uh, I'm setting up right now and that is the text connect system now that's a wonderful system where we send you (laughs) pieces of emergency well okay I mean that for you it's for you it's wonderful it doesn't work doesn't work well well here but but, uh, (laughs) uh, we do receive your messages it's just that it takes 20 mouse clips uh, clicks to uh, get to the point since we've added this new feature you spent half the show trying to find out if anybody send us a text. I honestly am hoping that at some point it'll become so rote that I'll be able to do it without looking at it, you know, without really thinking about it. I don't think that's (laughs) going to happen. happen. (laughs) 20 mouse clicks is too much to do instinctively. So anyway, okay, so text connect 70236, include the keyword OTM. You have to have already signed up for that, and the way you do that is you send your very first uh, text to 70236, and your code word then is WKOK, and then we'll send you a note saying thanks for getting on board. We use Text Connect to send out breaking news information, road closures, uh, national or local news, weather alerts, things along that line, things you need to know. And that uh, works fabulously. You for forgot that. deceased notables. Again. Oh, yes. Dead celebrities. Yes, <laughs> no, sorry. no. Deceased notables. Oh, we toned it down a little. <laughs> right. Okay. We got you. some feedback on dead celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, the dead celebrities didn't complain. It was other people. Right. So, so deceased notables uh, sounds right. a little higher, higher toned, More, don't you think? In your view, yeah. Well, you can tell your corner office. So, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what we use Text Connect for. But it is two-way communication, so you can send us a note at 70236, include the keyword OTM, and it goes right to our desk, and we keep an eye on it from there. So we'll read it on the radio on many occasions. If you sent a text yesterday, we didn't read it, send it again today because it's got a short shelf life here at the station. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 and you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. He dialed up the number I mentioned, so he gets to go first. Good morning, Stan. You're on the mark. Good morning. Have you heard about the the, assemb- yeah, the attempted assassination of the Democrat mayoral co- candidate in Louisville, Kentucky this week or just happened at the end of the last week? No, I haven't. I wouldn't say anything about it. Nope. Huh. That's, that's incredible, considering it was a BLM act, anti-gun activist that tried to kill him. Oh, yeah, okay, that story. <laughs> right, all right, I did hear it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, I was wondering how bad they suppressed it in the news, uh, because, you know, it doesn't meet the narrative that it was a white guy trying to shoot the mayoral candidate. 
you know, or, or, or a right wing guy, you know, a Republican. But no, it seems it was a BLM anti-gun activist took a, picked up a pistol and took it to the candidate's office and tried to kill him. Amazing, isn't it? Was it a racial incident? <laughs> no, it was a hate incident. incident. Mm-hmm. This guy is an anti-gun BLM activist who is also running, for my understanding, for city council. Took up the gun <laughs> and went to the mayoral candidate's office, who is a Democrat, and tried to kill him. Sounds like an ideal so, candidate to me. I don't know what, what, what the problem is, except, you know, this guy was on TV. He was on Joy Reid's show, of course, preaching about how they needed to ban assault weapons and all this, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. He picks up the gun and goes and shoots at the candidate. A well, Democrat, that's no less. wrong. He should not do that. Well, the well guys... we don't hear. Well, no, it shouldn't be done. But we hear very little about it from the mainstream media. Well, the candidate's name is Greenberg, Craig Greenberg, and the shooter is Quintez Brown. He's 21 years old. No one was injured in the shooting, but a bullet did graze Greenberg's sweater and shirt. And Brown was a former intern and editorial columnist for the Courier Journal. He pleaded not guilty. I don't know how you can plead <laughs> not guilty when you fired the gun at somebody well, and everybody saw a, you do it. That's just a formality. Where a judge set his bail at only one hundred thousand dollars. I'm surprised. Yeah, but he, my understanding, he's out. Uh, uh, a nonprofit paid his bail, and he's out on basically house arrest with an ankle bracelet. He's not sitting in jail rotting, which is probably where he should be, because he seems like a danger to the neighborhood to me. Well, they say, uh, his attorney says this is not a hate crime, it's a mental health case, so... (laughs) What's the name of the the mayor's name? Craig Greenberg. (laughs) And the shooter is Quintez Brown. Well, you know, it's sad, but, I mean, people do this kind of stuff. And uh, apparently Brown disappeared for about two weeks last year, and he was found on a park bench in New York, uh, his attorney said. So he, that, I guess he, that's the reason they point out that it's not a hate crime, it's a mental health issue. But, you know, uh-huh. what town I would say that most people, Joe? anybody who would go into a, a candidate's office with a gun and shoot at them, and he did pull the trigger, he did fire the gun, Jeez. I'd say they had a mental health issue, wouldn't you? Yeah, I remember hearing Joe? something about this over the weekend. When did this happen? Um, uh, yeah, I'm not see. sure. Recent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, February 14th. Okay. Oh, okay. Valent- oh, okay. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Monday, Day. Valentine's Day. Here's your slug. So okay, well, and so you're you're supposing that the media is suppressing this because the individual happens to have been a Black Lives Matter. Well, I'm sure you're full of misinformation and only one tenth of the facts. But we'll we'll, we'll give you oh, this no, much. No, no, he said he was. They have photos of him in BLMM protests, and he was on Joy Reid's espousing gun control. So those two facts are facts. Okay. All right. Gotcha. There is no no fake news there. That, that that's a fact. Now. Joe, I do believe they say it's not a hate crime, but I'm sorry. If you're going in purposely shooting at someone, that's hate. Well, yeah, but... I know that's hate, what they say. That's, that's hate. Hate by category, right. but hate crime is a different phrase. That relates to a certain <laughs> type of malice because of the fact that you dislike strongly some uh, group or category or some individual's uh, no. sort of race well, they or say something that, like that. That's what a hate crime is. Hate crime's not uh-huh. just because you hate somebody. I mean, that would be a hate crime if you did something bad to your neighbor, potentially, but um, that's not what a hate crime really right. is. You're right. He did announce that he was going to run for the city council. 
Uh, he's a senior at the University of Louisville, where he is a Martin Luther King scholar and has been opinion <laughs> editor for the student newspaper, The Cardinal. He's from the uh, Fields to Arena group committed. He, he rather was a founder of From Fields to Arena, a group committed to providing political education and violence prevention training to youths engaged in <laughs> hip-hop and athletics. But I'm reading a story from the local paper there, the Courier-Journal, and nowhere, nowhere does it mention that he was a black lives matter uh, supporter well and w- how do we know that well, i don't know i'm asking stan the local paper doesn't well, say that he, he was on joy reads a year or two ago when they were having uh, was march for life rally blah 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 down there and they talked about it and he was espousing gun control and there's photos of him at black lives matter rally out there on the internet Okay, I've seen him. So the no. national news media is no. suppressing this because they found out that he was on Joy Reid. <laughs> Stan, you know, this is a no, stretch no, no, even no, no, for no, you. No, no, that's not why they're suppressing. <laughs> Michael, I'm going to ask you because I don't know. What was the race of the guy he tried to shoot? Uh, well, I would suspect he was white. Uh, the name sounds like oh. he, he may. Oh, yeah, he is. His picture's here. He's, he's a white man. Uh, so, so it's not a hate crime then? We're we're, we're going to put that out there because, you know, if the tables were turned... It might be anti-Semitic. Exactly how it would be portrayed. The man's name is Greenberg. Maybe you could assume he's Jewish, and it might be anti-Semitic. But, I mean, you can't make those assumptions. moving on. There's absolutely nothing here about that. Of course I can't make those assumptions. But the people that put the stuff out there make those assumptions. And and, and for them to say that it's not a hate crime when any time a white person, whether they... Well, for whatever reason, shoots a black or a Hispanic or an Asian, or they, they immediately go to the hate crimes narrative. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the guy at, the, what was it, Charlottesville, he was described as a hateful human being deliberately mowing down people. But he had a mental health issue, too. And, you right. know, I didn't see anybody trying to excuse that. A hate crime, according to Wikipedia, and, of course, you dismiss that as being ultra-liberal <laughs> also and uh, laughable. But, anyway, a hate crime, a crime typically one involving violence that is motivated by prejudice on the basis of race, religion, sexual orientation, or other grounds. And you're here to tell us that it, this was a hate crime that he did have that and the news media knew that he was on joy reed and that's why they're covering this up right is that what you're saying stan really i think the Absolutely young man had a psychotic saying, okay this the young man apparently had some kind of psychotic break so it didn't make national news but you're saying no that's not it it's the joy reed appearance that pulled his appearance on all the national news media Someone's having a psychotic well, no, break uh, here. No, well, Mark, I don't know <laughs> the motive sure. of the national media, but if that was a, a white man that went in and shot at a black candidate, you know exactly it would have been all over the national media. Well, okay. I agree with you, you know on that. that. Yes, I agree with you there. I do agree. Okay. Yep. So I, I'm just saying. You just know, saying. Fair, fair play is fair play. <laughs> Turn about, but it just oh never happens God. because they suppress it. All right. And I, I, and we all know why because it doesn't fit their narrative. Right. Because their narrative is it's the white guy going in and shooting up the black people and their Democrats. See, this is, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the guy that did the shooting was also leaned on the Democrat side. So it's two Democrats, you know, being involved with this, and that's another thing that doesn't meet the narrative. Otherwise, because normally it's a white supremacist going in against the, you know, the Democrat candidate, whether he's black or white, to kill him. That's the general narrative. Well, I think we can all agree that Quintez Brown does not appear to be a conservative. (laughs) That is true. Very true. And and I really want to know, a nonprofit bailed him out of jail. 
Now, they didn't release the name of the nonprofit, but he was a BLM activist down there with a local organization, from my understanding, what I've heard. Okay. okay. Now, the newspaper didn't put that out there because that would be, what, inflammatory towards the defendant? Is that how it would be put, uh, put out there, to put something like that out there? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know whether well, somebody posting can bail put in what they want to. I mean, it, it's it's true, and they think that's a factor. But Stan, you're the only person that thinks that's a factor. But you know, that's no, all right. No. That's your opinion. All right, there's it's the an story. Opinion show. Oh no, here is his opinion. This is a story okay. again from Here's the Stan's same newspaper, opinion. and it says, "Let's see, the Louisville Community Bail Fund, supported by Black Lives Matter Louisville, paid the one hundred thousand bo- dollars bond set for Quintez Brown Monday afternoon." So, so, Mark, what's what's the answer for that? Well, I don't know. Well, you tell me. You brought man? it up. <laughs> you tell me what the issue is. You you called what's in and said this is, is a big the hate crime. The typical issue is that this type of stuff goes on, and it, it's not right. It's not right if anybody does it. Okay, but it depends on who's the perpetrator and who's the victim okay. and how it's portrayed in the news in the news media. That's what I have a problem with. All right, you got it bad, Stan. There's no argument about that. Well, that, he makes that a good point here. Sure. Apparently, apparently, we know right. for that for sure. And the news media hides <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> we got you, Stan. Listen, I think Stan makes a, great a day. Stan makes Thanks, a good buddy. point here that Black Lives Matter did pay his bail. I don't imagine they do that if he wasn't a member of theirs or a supporter. Do you? No, right. This is a huge hate crime that's being covered up. What town is it in? I'm not Louisville. I'm not certain that it's a hate crime. All right, we got two men with psychotic breaks going here. One's the perpetrator and one is Joe. All right, what did I do? I'm just telling you what I'm reading. Well, if you say that this is being covered up because of Black Lives Matter, you just said you agree with Stan. You said I agree with you. But as to whether or not he was a member of Black Lives Matter, Mark, I read the story that says they paid his bail. All right, now wouldn't you suspect that that would be a reason that they would do that? That he was one of their members. You can back her down if you want to. Why All not? right, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We have ignited a firestorm here, based on an obscure, violent incident from a young an man who had an obscure, violent incident. Well, from a young man who obviously, well, may have had a psychotic break and tried to shoot somebody, and that uh, it is a major national hate crime that's being covered up by the liberal media, right? Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, uh, you're, you and Stan believe it, so let's get this going. I'm assuming this has been on Fox News. You saw no, it No, I have seen nothing about this on Fox what? News. What? Come on. It has to have been there. You just overlooked I it. remember hearing the story. I don't remember where I heard it. All right. Crazies only. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. Stupid hosts. <laughs> crazy callers. Let's get her going. <laughs> There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. 
All right, welcome back to the BKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. We have uh, uncovered a uh, possible hate crime in a uh, town where a young man, clearly with some significant mental health issues, uh, was uh, is being supported by a BLM-related uh, group, and he's been an advocate for them, but the liberal news media is not covering it. So I guess, is that is that your observation, too? Is that an accurate summary? I don't know. How it hasn't received the amount of coverage. I'm sure if he had been actually hit by a bullet and wounded or killed, obviously, it would have been a much bigger story. As it is, it's uh, somebody entering a uh, mayor's candidate's office and firing a gun. The mayor's staff uh, managed to get the door shut and block him. Uh, he fled the scene and was picked up about 10 minutes later carrying the gun. And bailed out by and bailed out by, by Black BLM. Lives Matter, right? Okay. Okay. So that's okay. what I know. I'm not saying it's a hate crime. I think you know, given the fact the guy disappeared and they found him on a park bench in New York City, that maybe it's a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think anybody who would do that has to be somewhat mentally off center. Mm-hmm. However, that person, it would appear to me, needs help, and rather than being bailed out, he should have been left where he was, and some effort should have been made to ascertain whether or not he had a mental health issue. Maybe they know diagnosable mental health issue. Well, maybe he's going to get better care wherever he is now. He's at home on an ankle oh, he monitor. Is at home. Yes, he's is at he home okay? on an ankle monitor. Well, maybe they still. So he's not going to get a lot of help at home on an ankle monitor. Well, you can't have anybody visit your home, and you can't do any Zoom conferences with a doctor when you're at home. I don't know. Oh, I see. Okay, I don't so know you what, don't know what you're talking about either. I I'm telling you, the guy's at home with an ankle monitor on, Mark. Now, does that seem to be the way way he would get a great deal of help? Have you heard of Zoom? I have heard of Zoom. So you don't think he could be getting help all day long in some sort of a manner? No, I don't, because I think that probably a psychologist is going to want to see the person face-to-face and talk to him face-to-face. I think that's ideal. There'd be no reason not to have that happen. Were he in jail, a psychiatrist could visit him. I guess a psychiatrist could visit him at home. But on the other hand, if he does pose a threat or a danger to somebody, should he not be incarcerated? Just just putting that out there, as Stan would say. Yeah, Chris is right. Let's just leave it at that. No, seriously, wouldn't you think that? Does that not make sense to you? I know individuals who are incarcerated do not receive the mental health care they deserve. This can be verifiably proven throughout the whole penal system. I'm not saying that he would. I'm saying that he should. In other words, I believe if he poses well, I think a, a threat, lot of things should, but they're not. Guess if he what? poses a threat to himself or others, and apparently, I don't know about himself, but he obviously is a threat to others, okay. he should be in jail. Attempted murder is would be the charge, I would think, wouldn't you? Right, he should. All right. John Shipman sat in that chair last week and said if uh, wishes were gold, beggars no, would No, if ride. wishes were horses, beggars there would you ride. Go. Get thank it straight. You. All right, thank you. You remember that, too. <laughs> yes, I do. From back in the day. My okay. wife used to say that to me all the time, and I'd say, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we have uh, the liberal news media uh, on the hot seat once again. So we, if you wish to weigh in on that. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I have had a chance within the past year to drive a 2021 Mustang Mach-E Premium, 100% electric, 266 horsepower, 317 foot-pounds of torque. That's a lot, incidentally. 
line, just uh, just so you know, zero to sixty in about uh, well less than five seconds. I don't know why you'd want to do that unless you're late for work or something, but you could if you wanted to trump it, as they say. And uh, there you go again, mentioning Trump. Donald Trump. No, not Trump. <laughs> Trump down the oh. accelerator. <laughs> you're funny. All right, uh, fifty-six thousand dollars was the sticker, but of course you can haggle a little bit with the Sunbury Motor Company. Order one of these up there. This is one of the vehicles that's in the two to four month wait period or so. But guess what? The Sunbury Motor Company would have you wait less than any other Ford dealer. They got more allocations than any other Ford dealer around here. They're one of a half a dozen Ford dealers in the U.S. that have an abundant number of allocations that keep the vehicles flowing uh, off the assembly line and right to their parking lot and into your garage. Uh, 270 miles on a single charge for this particular electric vehicle. And let the Sunbury Motor Company do what they do best. That's super serve you, and not only with their connections to the Sunbury Motor Company. Find out why they won the President's Award down there again. It's an opportunity for you to really see that they are doing the work of super-serving customers and the Ford Motor Company. Do as I've done. Start out at sunburymotors.com. Check out your next vehicle, order it up, and uh, go from there. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We had some vibrant discussions this week related to the latest filings of uh, Robert Durham. Robert Durham. Robert Durham, yes. Yeah, okay, the uh, special prosecutor. So he was hard at work last week. Uh, had Did look at the Wall Street Journal clipping yesterday that related to this that was uh, trying to clarify that, well, let's see, the New York Times had exposed all this information earlier and that nothing was untoward or illegal. It was a company that was paid to, and stop me if this is a missed summary because I'll see if I can do an objective summary. It was a company that was paid to examine uh, the web traffic of the uh, the um, Trump campaign, which is apparently perfectly legal to look at people's web traffic uh, online. Anybody, you and I, can be examined in this way anytime uh, legally. And they were specifically looking for Russian connections. But the person who directed that search hasn't been charged with anything. That Attorney Sussman is charged with lying to the FBI, but that's as far as this big conspiracy is sort of incidental. So, well, uh, this morning I actually did see Morning Joe actually covered the story this morning, and they what? apparently had covered it last week because they referred to an earlier program. But their basic premise was nothing here, folks, nothing here to see, move on, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Um, and, you know, they kept saying, well, most of what Donald Trump says is not true. Uh, there's, uh, you know, much of, much of what he alleges didn't happen. But right. well, they didn't normal. say all of it. They're saying much of it. So what, if the part of it that they acknowledge really happened is bad, doesn't that make the whole situation unacceptable? Well, and I think uh, the, the fact that oh, one of our listeners says... Um, What's the PBS show that's on during the 6 p.m.? All Things Considered? No, no, that's on the radio. That's NPR. Oh. Come on, Joe, get with the TV show. Well, Neil Larry, I don't uh, watch PBS. PBS News Hour yesterday, I guess, right. did a long segment on it, indicating that this all this stuff has been exposed before and there were no new revelations. But, of course, conservative media wanted to make a big deal out of it. Liberal media wisely chose that it wasn't anything. And, of course, you and I, you brought the Fox clipping into me and sucked you into your lair on Monday morning saying that this. <laughs> was this uh, huge conspiracy and a bunch of lies or anything. But the fact of the matter is... I didn't is, say it was a bunch of lies. Uh, no, no, I said that's it should what, be investigated. Or, well, anyway, you 
got me caught up into it, so oh, well, I, made know, a, I was stupid, Durham too. Durham is a special prosecutor the same way that Mueller was a special prosecutor. Right. I would c- agree with you that the right spent a lot of time during the Mueller investigation poo-pooing everything that was going on, and now the left is doing the same thing with this investigation. I said to you yesterday, and I meant it, all I want's the truth. I want to know whether Donald Trump did something wrong in conspiring with the Russians, or if he did conspire with them, and I want to know whether the Hillary Clinton campaign illegally you know, spied on his campaign and deliberately tried to rake up muck that would harm him. Mm-hmm. I want to know that because it has something to do with the people's integrity uh, that we're running for these offices. And if Donald Trump's a liar, as you say he is, well, fine, let's get it out there. And if he's done something illegal, let's lock him up. Well, I think we know that there was a search for Russian information uh, connecting President Trump so that they could, to Russia, so that they could uh, sort of use this anecdotal, like if you called Russia five times this week, uh, they would show that, okay, but what it doesn't disclose is that you have relatives there. You know, it says that, okay, so, you know, Donald Trump might, or his uh, henchmen might have searched for Russia or or corresponded with Russia several times on the Internet, but it doesn't say why. It just says that they connected to them. Let's take the same thing with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Ukraine and the Chinese connection and the big guy. Right. There's no there there. Right. The left says there's no there there. There's a diamond mine in China. Do we have, well, what's the other thing? $500,000 paintings. You know, should all this stuff be investigated or don't we care? Do we want to know whether or not the people we elect to high office have integrity and are honest? I don't want to get back to Richard Nixon and I am not a crook. (laughs) I want to know whether the people we've elected are crooks. If they are, I want to get them out of there. Well, I think because it's, it's a good lesson. They used to say that the the British hung an admiral from time to time just to encourage the others. Well, you know, let's face it. If if we have crooked politicians out there, I think we should all want to find out who they are, what they've done, and see that they're properly punished. I mean, I want our people who are, we elect to office to have some kind of integrity, don't you? I would like a lot of things if. <laughs> Wishes if were horses, horses, beggars would, would ride. ride. Okay, so, all right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We would love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Write that down. The very latest from CBS on actual news on Russia and Ukraine right now. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is... What? No, I just read that top one. It struck me as funny. Oh, Joe Trump. Trump was all over Hillary Clinton the whole time she was running. All right. Ew, that's gross. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury... I know he's been accused of such things. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Car. I'm not going there. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Our fabulous producer, Mr. Rob Center, standing by, ready to take your call. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text 
text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines, but we can continue discussing what we were. The uh, Robert Durham filing from last Friday that uh, apparently is getting is sort of a trickle of national coverage as time goes on. I guess on PBS News Hour yesterday, Wall Street Journal did an article. Of course, the conservative news media has been all over it for some days. So uh, maybe you have some more thoughts or information about that. Fortunately, Chris phoned in and said that the conservative news media coverage and uh, Joe and I were both stupid, which we both conceded was probably true. So no, I can see no. you're stupid. But <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> just seeing if you were paying attention. I'm as paying you attention. Look okay, all right. Uh, and one of our good <laughs> listeners pointed out that there may have been a hate crime in a distant city when a mayoral candidate was shot at by somebody who was a Black Lives Matter advocate and was bailed out by a group, uh, Black Lives Matter group, associated group. So, of course, a ton of misinformation and a lot of unanswered questions there. But we think that's still worth exploring. Maybe you want to talk about that. one 800 The liberal news media seems to be the subject of one of our emails that's up so we can talk about that and uh, we would just love to hear from everybody today so call us 1-800-795-9565 it's open phones uh, in the news today state and local police converged on a home in Watsontown recently to serve a felony arrest warrant only to have their suspects slip away temporarily police in Watsontown tell us they went to a Delaware Drive home to arrest 26 year old Logan Mathias of Watsontown they say he's wanted for felony forgery charges a short time later is spotted leaving the area. Apparently, they say, after spotting the heavy police presence, he was stopped a short time later and do it. He was arraigned by Magistrate Michael Deal, and Matthias is jailed now $75,000 bail. COVID hospitalizations in Pennsylvania dipped below 2,500 for the first time since September. It's part of all of the downward trends of the rates and numbers associated with COVID-19 after the Omicron surge. In Wednesday's update, State Department of Health reported 209 fewer people admitted to hospitals with COVID-19. There are now 2,362 patients admitted statewide. Evangelical Community Hospital has two fewer patients. They're down to 22 COVID patients. There's now uh, no change at Geisinger. They still have 70 people on board. A new poll released Monday shows that television host Dr. Mamet Oz has an early lead in the race to represent Pennsylvania in the U.S. Senate. WHTM-TV reporting the poll was conducted by the Trafalgar Group interviewed uh, 1,070 likely Pennsylvania Republican voters and found Oz with an 11.5% lead over businessman David McCormick. While Oz led the crowded field with 27.4%, 21% of likely Republican voters say they were still undecided on who to vote for with about three months till the primary. Former Danish Ambassador Carla Sands was third among the candidates with 14.8%, followed by Kathy Barnett and Jeff Bartos. Joe, I know you do a lot of time gambling online. Well, Oh, yeah, I'm a big gambler. <laughs> Have you ever gambled online? No. I didn't either. Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board says those folks who were gambling, $68 million wagered on the Super Bowl last weekend. Uh, the good news is that's a $4.5 million windfall for Pennsylvania. Vice President Kamala Harris is heading to the Munich Security Conference later this week as the threat of the Russian-Ukrainian invasion still looms. U.S. officials say the Russian military presence at the border of Ukraine has increased, not decreased. Saturday, Harris will meet with the Ukrainian president and also separately with the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. According to senior administration officials, this will be the first engagement between Harris and the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. The vice president also going to the meeting with the Baltic state leaders of 
with Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, with the NATO Secretary Hans Stoltenberg on board there. And finally, you got to give it to Rudy Giuliani. He's blasting Eminem for taking a knee during the Super Bowl. The former mayor of New York City and lawyer for President Trump addressed the Detroit rapper's performance at the Super Bowl. Eminem performed Lose Yourself toward the end of the Super Bowl halftime show, which also featured performances by other rap stars. After his performance, he took a knee, putting his right hand on his head and looked downward for about 30 seconds. Disgraceful, says Giuliani. Oh, it is. Oh, just absolutely. <laughs> Let's get right to Eminem taking a knee. He said on his radio show on 77. Is anybody playing the national anthem or reciting the Pledge of Allegiance? I don't think so. So he takes a knee. Who cares? All right. Well, that's that would be. But Rudy Giuliani obviously cares. He says, you know how many cops were defending him and protecting him at that game? I mean, crime is way out of control in Los Angeles. Uh, he's made a mockery of the police, blah, 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 and he should leave the country. He oh, should leave okay. the country. Well, gee. Don't you love Maybe that? Maybe Rudy should get on a plane and go somewhere. And uh, isn't calm that? Down. <laughs> you know, I my my own flip reaction was exactly the same thing. I always hate it when people say you should leave the country. I think you Look, should do whatever. I don't what like Eminem's. kneeling during the national anthem or right. the Pledge of Allegiance, but he wasn't. He was ne- just kneeling. Now, maybe it's symbolic, and Rudy perceived that he was trying to send a message. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, racial injustice, police brutality, whatever. Well, you think anybody who kneels, maybe was praying. Right, right. You'd never know. And he has not talked about it publicly that I've detected. No, not that I've heard either. Um, so, But, of course, I don't hear everything that happens. Maybe saying, thank God I got through this. Got uh, 1-800-795-9565. Got three open lines, so light them up. 1-800-795-9565. Should Eminem or Rudy Giuliani leave the country? Answer that question. Buzz, you can be the first to answer the question. <laughs> well, I was, uh, that's not what I called about, but I would say the reason Rudy Giuliani did didn't like that is because if he took a knee, he'd have to have somebody help him stand up. <laughs> help him back. Well, he's older. So. I actually thought about that, but I didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he couldn't. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just called, uh, since it was open today, I've gotten hooked into this Netflix series. If you, anybody out there is fortunate enough to have Netflix and be able to stream it, there's this, what I consider to be a phenomenal show on called Designated Survivor. I don't know how long it's been around, but it stars Keith Sullivan. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on and network it's, television. It was on ABC for like two seasons. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was on. Oh, t- okay. I watched every episode, oh. and then they uh, Netflix picked it up and added a third season. Well, I did not. Um, I don't watch network much anymore. I mostly just read or, or stream, and uh, uh, I just was gobsmacked by this show. I mean, it is so unbelievably parallel of the things we see today. Not only, not the incident that, that was the, the premise of the show, but the way all the politics and the people act in Washington, D.C. It was just, it was just astounding. And I think independent, Democrat, Republican, anybody that wants to take the time to watch a show, I'll warn you, it'll hook you because every time it gets to an end of a 42-minute episode, it does something that just drags you right into the next one. So yeah, It was a real cliffhanger. <laughs> Oh, you watched it? I watched every episode, yes. Oh, good. What'd you think? Oh, I loved the show. That's why I watched every episode. I loved it when it was on ABC, and I made sure I cut, read, saw the third season on Netflix. Yeah, I watched it, too. I thought it yeah. lovely bright, and I wanted, thought it was fascinating. I liked the ABC version without the swearing more than I did the Netflix version when they, uh. they speak more frankly, we'll say. <laughs> yes, they do speak frankly. <laughs> 
Oh, say that again. You cut out there, Buzz. I said I, don't e- I didn't even notice the different or that because uh, you get so used to hearing that kind of talk all the time that when it comes up on the screen, you don't think about it anymore. I guess <laughs> on the subtitles, yeah. it's always yeah. fun to see the <laughs> F word in subtitles. Well, anyhow, if anybody has time on their hands, that's a, that's a worthwhile time just to open eyes about designated DC survivor, and right? Designated survivor, Kiefer Sullivan. The other, or, um, Sutherland. Su- Sutherland. Thank you. Right. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is that why I like a series like that that I don't know recognize anybody in there except Kiefer Sullivan and, or Sutherland, and I can't remember what I've ever seen him before I knew him. But all the rest of the people are unknowns to me, and they're all extremely believable. You didn't so, watch. Thanks, I gather. I gather you didn't watch Twenty Four, for, which was long enough for like five or six seasons, and that starred Kiefer Sutherland. 20- no, I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. that was a spy, that spy drama. <laughs> spy drama. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Super show. Yeah, you should go back and watch all the 24 episodes. Yeah, they, they, were, they were good. They were fantastic. Shows the adventures of a, of a what was he, a spy? spy is is yeah, that what basically. he was? Okay, and he would encounter things. And it that all took get, real time. Was Supposedly every episode was 24 hours in his life. Right. So it was all these things always happened within 24 hours. I, I always felt bad. He never got any sleep, I never ate, never say. went to the bathroom. <laughs> I think how bad I feel. After not getting an, uh, enough sleep, he would never sleep during these episodes. Do you so. ever see him say, "I got to go to the bathroom. I got to no, go get something no. to eat." Every no. twenty-four hours, you have to wait till the season's over. It's over, right? All right. We do have some emails and some text. So, Joe, you take it where you wish. Well, to. we we did read the one. Joe Trump was all over Hillary Clinton the whole time she was running. <laughs> okay, there's imagery there. I don't want to go to. Uh, let's see. Hillary is running scared. She's calling the Durham filings a hoax and Trump's a. F- and Fox portrayal of hoax. That's rich coming from her. And then it's John Durham, not Robert. Robert Mueller was the hoax, Russian collusion investigator. Thank you. And then, Joe, anyone that purposely attempts to kill someone has to have a mental problem, but that's no excuse. (laughs) And then Stan doesn't understand what a mental illness is. That's true. And then our friend Doug says, suppression of actual news stories is what the media does best, whether Mark wants to admit it or not. The shooter that Stan brought up, the Clinton campaign spying on Trump, Hunter Biden, Biden's laptop and shady dealings with China and the Ukraine, Biden's dealings with foreign countries and his creepy interactions with children, and the tape released two days ago that has an FDA official talking about how the vaccine will be an annual shot, just like the flu shot, and how that will be a constant stream of money for drug companies. Oh, you haven't heard or seen about that, huh? That's exactly the point here. But they will talk about things like Trump eating steak with ketchup. What an outrage. The media has has an agenda and they cover up for anyone who is on their side and they lie and make things up about anyone who isn't. The media is broken and a complete disgrace. What's wrong with steak and ketchup? I don't know. I I guess that. it's uncouth. I use Liam Perrins from time to time too. <laughs> but at today's prices, who can afford steak? Or Liam Perrins. <laughs> Harry, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. I, I find the, any of the stuff with Hillary... I find somewhat uh, uh, bemusing because, quite frankly, whenever you hear something like with Donald Trump, he's automatically assumed guilty. Uh, you know, if you if you had these same charges going against him, he would automatically be guilty. The thing with the Clintons, Hillary and Bill Clinton, could stand over a body that had just been shot with the smoking <laughs> gun and said, yes, we did it. 
and she could stand there and say, oh, I did it, and, and nothing would happen. Yeah, uh, but it was justifiable. They are the ultimate Teflon people, and Harry. now I believe, <laughs> Harry. I have no problem believing that she was involved with this, Harry. and I don't believe they'd be the first person to do it, but the simple fact of the matter is, any prosecution of her will go nowhere because you can't find them guilty. It's not allowed. Harry, that shooting was self-defense. Oh, I'm sure. I'm well, sure. That's like, you know, that's like uh, there's still a lot of people who believe Vince Foster, well, the Vince Foster stories, too. And But, I mean, when you go through with that, you come down through Whitewater and you come down through all the other things with these guys. Just It's just, it boggles the mind. I don't even see, while I believe they, they're guilty of, what that she's guilty of this, nothing will happen because you cannot find them guilty for whatever reason. It just, nothing would stick to them. Nothing. It, it, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. Who was the Teflon president, though? Well, you're thinking of the Teflon Don. That was John Gotti. The Teflon Don. That was John Gotti. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't there a Teflon president yeah. prior to Bill Clinton? I think they called Ronald Reagan that. I believe so. I yeah. think Reagan, yeah, yeah. I think that was what Reagan was called. But but it's just, you know, the whole thing, it, 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 it's uh, kind of frustrating when you when you listen to people talk though and it's like one person is automatically guilty of everything the other person is automatically not guilty of anything and joe you made the perfect point we we should investigate thoroughly and completely and fairly whether somebody did or did do something and with uh, with hillary clinton there'd never be anything fair I mean, you can say whatever you want to me, and I'll be honest, I'm, I have a very closed mind about Benghazi. Uh, personally, I thought her and Obama, what they did in Benghazi was treasonous and, and uh, desertion, but that's just me. Uh, but, you know, there's nothing to see there, nothing to see there either. So, you know, nothing will happen with this either. And that's frustrating. Well, the sad thing is that if Hillary Clinton actually did condone this, you know, they always say, I remember what they said about Nixon, what did the president know and when did he know it? Well, I'd like to know well, what did Hillary... Up to his elbows, let's be honest. I'd like to know what <laughs> Hillary knew and when did she know it, you know, and, and, and if she did something wrong, then lock her up. And if Donald Trump did something well, wrong, lock him up. And see, I, I think with both of them, um, and, and I don't know that they are guilty. I, I mean, I have my biases both ways, and I think they're both guilty of many things. They're, they're both pretty despicable human beings. But, uh, but I think with that, neither of them, and especially Hillary, is not somebody who is not involved in something that, totally involved in something that is going to affect her, her uh, dream of, of taking over power of some kind, of, you know, or in a position of power. And, and that's, I don't mean taking over the world, but I mean taking the position of, of authority and prominence. And I don't believe that she would ever be somebody who would delegate everything to that point where she didn't know something. But don't and, you think that, Clint? Don't you think I that? Believe, I believe that about Donald Trump, too. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to be, trying to be fair about this. But, but to say that there's nothing to see, I mean, that's, come on, there's obviously something to see here. Well, yeah, it's still ongoing, though. There's just nothing new, perhaps, would be the way to describe it. Nothing illegal well, and nothing it, new it would yeah. be a summary. I mean, they'll, they'll investigate this about two months after she dies. So that's, you know. Oh, well, that might not be for 40 years. So, you know, you're going to have to wait for that. Or forever. 
I remember my grandmother once saying about a woman who lived up the street that the woman would never die because she was so mean, and she lived till she was around 103, so you kind of wondered for a while. Well, Donald Trump <laughs> used to say that it was his Department of Justice, or no, his FBI, I'm sorry, I got that right. Yeah. So why didn't he go after Hillary Clinton? If she's so guilty of all these crimes, why didn't he go after her? Because half the FBI was going well, after him. Yeah, yeah, he was stupid. So they weren't really his. So it wasn't really his FBI. Okay. I just wondered. Uh, it it seems to me that if you're going to control a department of uh, well, whatever justice or whatever, um, you know, we we ought to be, uh, um, you know, use it to go after somebody. If if it's going to if you're going to improperly run a political organization instead of an objective law enforcement, might as well go at it. Well, the whole idea of people... That's part of what has become the problem is that they've all used these positions to go after people, and and, um, and we've gotten away from governance. Now we're only into to, uh, self-covering, for lack of a better term. And, uh, and, and that's both sides. I'm not playing favorites here. That's both sides. Well, if you remember, uh, Richard Nixon threatened the licenses of radio and television stations that ran editorials against him oh or dear. whose coverage he didn't like. I think any yeah. politician who tries to use the federal government and bureaucracy to punish his enemies or reward his friends is not worthy of the office he or she holds. Well, I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think I think that's what's, what's become here. Trump... Trump was, uh, I, I believe, Trump with the, my FBI and my Justice Department, that was a double-edged sword. He thought because he was president that he didn't own everything. And Trump kind of thinks that he's entitled to everything anyhow. I mean, that's his personality. Um, so I'm not defending what he said or what he did or how he did it, but I'm just saying. But with Hillary, I believe she she thinks the same things, but just because there's nothing that anybody can do to her. I think she feels invincible, and quite frankly... The way things have gone for her through the years, she should. All right, we got you. Thank you so well, much, Well, each Harry. political party attempts to protect its own. You'd have to agree with that, Harry. Oh, my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, but that's the problem again. We're not into governance. We're into protection. And, and uh, I mean, the gentleman who said the media is broken, I don't know that he's right or wrong, but the entire system is broken. So... Is that the media's fault, or is the media only part of that? I mean, who knows? But, but I mean, the entire system is broken. Well, we when, our top choices, when our top choices are, are Trump and, and Clinton or Trump and Biden, that shows one, one very, <laughs> very vital thing. Darwin was wrong. <laughs> you know? oh, well said. Thank you. Appreciate that. About Thank you, Harry. Being descended from the apes, or something. a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. Survival of the fittest would yeah, be. Yeah, right. That's what I thought he was aiming yeah. for. Survival of the narcissist. That's actually an old. That's actually an old Mort Sahl joke. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Geez, there's well, a name you don't. There's hear a name day. we don't hear every day. Thank you for that reference that no one right. under fifty will recognize. But <laughs> <laughs> about Thank about you, it. Harry. Thank you, Harry. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Call us immediately. We have an update from CBS. Uh, this is date. Line Kiev, if I'm going to say it right. Ukraine's military and the Russian backed separatists it has battled for eight years in the country's eastern Donbass region both accuse the other side today of opening fire in violation of ceasefire agreements that have been shaky at best since they were signed seven years ago. As the reported shelling that was exchanged raised tensions, and despite Russia's claims of to be pulling forces back from Ukraine's borders, the Biden administration says evidence on the ground showed Russia was 
moving toward an imminent invasion of a neighbor. The U.S. and its NATO partners have dismissed Moscow's assertions of initial force drawdown along Ukraine's northern, eastern, and southern borders, saying President Vladimir Putin's military appears in reality to be bolstering troop numbers, not reducing them. I don't want to accuse him of being Hitler-like, but that's exactly the kind of excuse Hitler used to march into places like the Sudetenland and like uh, Czechoslovakia. You know that the ethnic minority of Germans in those places was being mistreated by the majority of the people. You know, that sounds like the same pretext to me that Hitler used. On the topic of the Clintons, one of our listeners, Joe? Says, when you finally realize and accept the fact that the Clintons are the American mafia, it all falls into place. If Clintons are the American mafia, let's stipulate, okay, for the sake of discussion, what is President Trump? Um... A capo in the regime. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Something something like that. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Quickie break. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hey man. Wake up here, Mark. I'm awake. I'm wide awake. <laughs> no, I mean me. Oh, all right. Well, you too wouldn't hurt anything. All right, thank you so Go much. Go get your coffee. Rob Center, fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. He's doing a great job over there. I am Mark Lawrence, subpar performer, if there ever was one. So here I am. Uh, tomorrow, Ben Reikley will be our co-host, and so he'll bring his good common sense, conservative committee man views to the show. And uh, we will have a guest calling in in the first part of the show. Howard Roldris is teching in. Believe it or don't, we first met him 10 years ago as he talked about trying to legalize marijuana in the U.S. He was riding his horse from coast to coast to spread the word, and he stopped here <laughs> and was on this show. I don't think you were there no, that No, I don't day. believe I was. So, I don't recall but, anybody uh, pulling up on a horse outside. He, he became a household name nationally as he tried to fight for the legalization of marijuana. Wow, and, and in some places cool. that has happened, where <laughs> recreational marijuana becomes legal. It is not true in Pennsylvania, although there is a conversation about it, we'll say, right now in Harrisburg. So when they got to look at some of the revenue the other states get from their taxes, it, that's going to be inviting. But anyway, Howard Woolridge is going to call in. We'll ask him about the Pennsylvania law and the national efforts. So that's tomorrow. He also advocates that significant law changes have to be made as it relates to other drugs, too. So we'll see what he says. So he's well, going to call in tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah, you're high again. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Oh, what do they call it when if you smoke pot or something and then you suddenly get high again later? I don't know. Rehive? Or acid. <laughs> if you take LSD and then later you have a... They, they had, why are you looking at Rob? <laughs> well, because his brain's like an encyclopedia. Okay. I thought you were inferring that he had once been... No. Uh, I forget what they call that. You take a drug and all of a sudden you get the feeling again later. And, 
See, not, he d- no, he, not sure. He doesn't do I'm drugs, nor does he know people who do. So never had, any, right. never having had the experience, we ah. are loath to be able to tell you. Fine local police officer sends me a note. Flashback. Flashback. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, here's who a flash. Knew? Here's a flashback. Okay. A Michigan County board stopped holding prayers before legislative meetings last month, and a Christian conservative legal organization argued that the board caved under incomplete information from a secularist nonprofit, despite the Supreme Court's repeated approvals of the long-standing practice. The Lee Lanau County Board of Commissioners voted 5-2 to two in January to remove the prayer portion of their meeting after the Freedom from Religion Foundation, which advocates for atheists, agnostics, and promotes the separation of church and state, sent them a letter in September urging them to end the practice. And I can say amen to that, FFRP co-president Annie Laurie Gaylor said in a news release after the decision, we commend the hard work of our local activists who fought for inclusivity and the wisdom of the Lianau County Board for listening. Is it inclusive to ban somebody from praying? How does that include the people who want to pray? I think they're, they are supposing, uh, I'm going to argue against that remark in a moment, Okay. But, um, I think they're saying that if you pick a religion and pray for that faith or that God, then you exclude people who have no faith or have another God. Well, you know, there's the old saying, if you're watching something on television or listening to something on the radio and you don't like it turn the dial you know if you you don't want to hear a municipal meeting if you don't want to hear a prayer at a municipal meeting walk out leave Mm, okay. Put, put uh, beans in your ears. You, know, <laughs> you do it all the time. Or is it turn me your head, who does that? Turn your headphones up. That's you that has the beans okay, in your ears. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I don't see, I, again, the Supreme Court has held, and let's face it, uh, our state legislature has prayers before the meetings. They weren't banning anybody. The argument that the, that the FFRP raised here was that the county required that in order to offer the prayer or invocation, the minister or whoever it was had to have uh, represented an organization that had a physical presence in the county. Mm. And the religious or the anti-religious group argued that that excluded a lot of people because the county was primarily Christian and Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, and that there weren't that many facilities uh, for other religions in the county. But what difference does that make? If somebody wanted to come and pray, you know, they would just have to show that they had a, a owned a house or had some connection to the community. Would and you? do you want people coming in who don't have such a connection? Well, sure. I want everybody to come in, and I think that's their very point, is that they want absolutely everybody to feel as though they're included, even if they're not part of a religion or part of the Jewish or Christian faith. Maybe, you know, maybe they're Buddhist or whatever it happens to be. So, uh, that's probably why they're having that argument. But they will probably get a conservative backlash and bonk everybody off the council who voted to to remove the prayers and put it back in. And, uh, you know, I like the way the state legislature does I don't think they should have a prayer, but since they do, they let anyone offer it who's, you know, and they go through a tiny little vetting process. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it has to be an established religion that's uh, uh, um, present in Pennsylvania, and even agnostics can pray in front of the council or the legislature, and atheists are included too. So, um, You know, it's almost to the point of silliness, you know, why have any prayers? But that's my question to you. Why have prayers before a municipal meeting? You, what do you know about municipal leadership? Not not a thing. I've only been at it for 40, 50 years. Right, for 40 years. You know a lot about (laughs) What does 
a religious faithful prayer have to do with guide with uh, with a, a borough council? Well, many. Well, I think the the idea behind it is to ask for divine guidance for your deliberations. Yeah, but part I of mean, the agenda. Well, so uh, you know, uh, I belong. I'm a vice president of the State Mayors Association. We open every meeting with a prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, mm-hmm. we, we do that. I don't see any harm in it. You know, when uh, the president calls on somebody and asks them to offer a word of prayer before we start. If we have a Jewish mayor, Jewish mayor be called on. We, I know we have a, a, a Muslim in our group. They've been called on, you know. So I don't see any problem with offering, uh, asking for divine guidance. Heaven knows we could use it in this country today. Right, no <laughs> argument there. I, if I were you, I would spend the whole rest of my day when you're not at the <laughs> municipal meeting and not here praying. And that is certainly sound advice. But I think there's a place for it. You don't come on this show and offer a prayer out loud, and uh, nor do we let individual religious zealots who are listening call in and just dominate the show with their, their good message. But I I think this is a municipal meeting. Let's conduct municipal government. If you think we need divine guidance, seek it prior to the meeting. But if the majority of the elected officials choose to start the meeting that way, isn't that their right? If the majority feels, and we talk about this in this country, the majority rules, whether we like it or not, but they did not set out to exclude anyone. They just require that if you want to offer the prayer, you have to represent something that has a physical presence in the county. Right, but they're not being punished for excluding anyone. They're just being asked to stop doing something that is exclusive. I don't think they're seeking punishment for that. They don't want reparations or anything. They just want you to stop the exclusionary practice of why is it exclusionary? Why? Because it doesn't include. First of all, it has nothing to do with municipal leadership. You know, your your fantastic religious faith that you are as a great Catholic is wonderful. It's a part of who you are. You don't need to specifically invoke it before a meeting. It's you know you behave in a morally, religious, faithfully manner every time you but breathe and talk and you don't have to specifically, oh, wait, now I'm at a municipal meeting. God, please uh, if a, work through me. If an atheist came and wanted to offer a word you know, that was uh, I, I don't know what it would be. If uh, What's the other word for something besides a prayer? Um, a kind thought Moment or a good of silence word. or something. A, a, a meditation, let's okay, say. Let's sure. call it a meditation. And if that atheist came in and said, I wish for all of you peace and in your deliberations that you would have wisdom beyond your years. Or the universe guides us. Thank <laughs> right, you for that. The, you know, I would have no problem with that. I've listened to Jewish people pray. I've listened to Catholic people pray. I've listened to a lot of Protestant people praying. Uh, you know, I <laughs> Admittedly, I've never heard I've never heard an atheist come in and offer a word well. <laughs> uh, before a meeting, but I would have no problem with that unless he was, you know, trying to invoke the devil, saying, "May the Beelzebub come up here and." Uh, take over this meeting, I'd be opposed to that. <laughs> Sometimes I think he does. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Of course, we could not uh, summon our good uh, faithful uh, folks if we had dialed them up ourselves. Joseph is on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you you made a comment there. First, The first comment was, why should, Mark, that is, why should we have a prayer? And then you, the last one. You were right on the mark. Oh, Sometimes you said Beelzebub takes over this program. All right. Well, well, he takes over the whole world. There's no argument about that. But you're, well, you, he is. Yes, he is called the God of this present world, this age. That's true. That is true. Now, why should you pray before me? Of course, I pray before I call this program. I pray before I get up in the morning. Uh, you know, that uh, that he guides me and directs me that I don't go the wrong way. You can uh, pray while you're sleeping? No, when I get up in the morning. Oh, you said before you get up in the morning. I wondered well, how you yeah, accomplished uh, that. Well, usually I'm in bed when I start to pray. Oh, okay. 
yeah, before I get out of bed. But the point is simply this. My goodness, Mark, you're a lay minister. And you ask, why should you pray before a municipal meeting? I don't care what kind of a meeting it is. Joseph, I said, why should it be part of the agenda? I understand why I should pray. I should spend the whole day praying before I get there, and that would be sound policy. But why should it be part of the municipal agenda is what we're discussing here. uh, uh, There again. You you just answered your own question. You said I should that you should pray all day and you should pray before you go to me. Well, then if that's your your train of thought as a Christian, why should you not want to pray uh, at the meeting and have others uh, have their minds toward the Almighty? Well, I may and they, want they to probably render a better decision. But on, I think on, uh, I think the uh, argument decisions that have to be made, Joseph. I think the salient the salient point here is though that I think these other people are getting at is that not everybody has a faith. Not There are agnostics in this world. There are yeah. atheists in this world. And to the extent that there are, and they have rights, the same rights we as Christians have, uh, should they be subjected to our prayers? Wow. I would say yes. <laughs> Who's side are you on, Joe? <laughs> this country and the Puritans that come over here were basically Christians, right? Well, uh, yeah, and they the were. The only textbook that was read in the early schools and, and in, the, in the government was the Bible. Uh, and if they didn't like it, that's too bad. But it uh, has changed, hey, Joseph. We, it... we as believers, you, me, Joe, Joe, and Mark, we believe in the one true creator. There is only one mighty one, the creator of heaven and earth. All other gods, the pagan, fictitious uh, uh, figments of their minds, their foolish minds. And so, yes, we want to perpetuate the truth to these people and that they might see the truth. Well, you know, it's, you what's know? interesting is that how this has changed. In 1961, when I graduated from high school, one of my high school friends posted the uh, program for our commencement exercise. I hadn't seen that since 1961. I don't think I saved my copy. But among the things were, were uh, the Lord's Prayer recited by the entire congregation. You know, everybody yep. there in a public school uh, building and a public school what? graduation. <laughs> and we used to read uh, sections from the Bible, 10 verses of the Bible every day. But, you know, times have changed, and people whose rights uh, were being, I won't say violated, but who were being offended by the fact that they were forced to hear something they didn't want to hear managed to get control, if you will, and they hey, stopped uh, the here's, practice. Here's my point of view on this, and of course you know it. I don't really care if I offend somebody by holding up my Heavenly Father and His Word and addressing Him in public. I don't care, and I know He doesn't care. He would have me do that. If they get offended at His Word and at my prayers toward Him, uh, then that's their problem. And, and I, I'm doing it for their benefit, actually, too. I hope that they would see the truth and come over. But you've got to understand, and I understand according to the Constitution and Bill of Rights and all that, you can have a, uh, make a church to Satan here in the United States and worship the devil and be tax-free and protected by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Am I not right? I'm yeah, not certain be, about that, but I you may be. So, yeah, if you yes, said sir, it was absolutely. the devil, was sure. Any God, any God, out of, 50, out of 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, 50 of them were Masons. And in, the, in that call of Freemasonry, you can worship the gods of your choice just so it is a quote-unquote god. Okay. Be it Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, or whatever. And, and when, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what this nation was founded on. So you have the freedom to do that. I understand that. 
know? Well, you know, my point is a little bit different than yours. I, I don't see any harm in hearing words of encouragement and uh, from wherever the source is. In other words, the difference between you and me is you might not let that uh, atheist come in and say a word uh, before a public meeting. I would. Oh, you no, know, no, I, I, but yeah, I don't want I him walking out. Like I, Go ahead, Joe. I don't want him walking out if I say a word about my faith, and or offer grace before my meal. Yeah. I don't see any harm in that. The, really, the, the real issue here is the only issue, and that's that. Should a prayer be part of the municipal agenda? You call the meeting together. We start out with a prayer. That's wrong. That if they excludes that. some if they, religions. If they choose to do it, I don't have a problem with it, as long as it was a decision that somebody said. I make a motion. We have a word of prayer before every meeting and that we invite everybody in who wants to pray. I'm fine with that. I'd and second that motion. What if people there, like atheists or whatever, or Buddhists, they say we don't like that word, and there's the door, walk out until we're done with our prayer, and you can <laughs> come back in. Or you can pray to Buddha if you want. That's exclusionary. Okay, well, I just don't see the problem in hearing it. You know, granted, these people, my problem with these people is they don't even want to hear it. I don't mind hearing it. I don't think it's going to do me any harm. <laughs> it certainly isn't going to send me off down the road. You know, if someone came in and said, I think we all ought to go out and jump in the river, if I didn't believe we should jump in the river, I wouldn't. How, so, from how far <laughs> up? <laughs> We're on Blue Hill. I was raised in, in Mark II. He's old enough, I guess. Well, in school, we start with prayer, you know? Right. And, and Back in the when day. When they took the prayer out of school, you see what come in. School shootings. Uh, no, there were school shootings the before then, prayer was taken. There were school shootings. School for reading out of the Bible or something. Now you would be. Joseph. Uh, uh, back then, if you had a condom in your pocket, you'd be kicked out of school. But now they hand them out. Joe, there were so school shootings went, prior to prayer hell. being. All right, anyway. Joe, there were school shootings prior to prayer being removed from schools, well, I assure not you. Not like it is today. Not like it is today. My goodness. Come on, you know better than that. <laughs> I'm talking about the. I only know the truth. Uh, All right. Way, Dr. Spock then, then, Joseph, if prayer ruined schools and opened them up to school shootings, why were the girls killed at the Nickel Mine School, which was a religious school? Oh, there's, there's satanic activity all the time. Right, there we increased. go. Well said. Okay, well, that's the truth. Increased. All right, we got and, one and call coming and, in. And, and the things that are going on now. Joseph, wrapping up. When we, when we were growing up. I mean, LBJQs and queers and sodomites and all this stuff, being married <laughs> right. men, marrying women and all that. That's, that's ridiculous. It's all but because it, of uh, school again, prayer. it wasn't even thought of. All right, it we got you. It thought of, but it wasn't publicly addressed back in the 50s and 60s and early 70s. So if you heard but a prayer, if thank you, Joseph. Yep. if there was a thank meeting, you, thank you. You. okay, well, I guess we're not going to stop at, Joseph from talking. Why? Because no punishment. We <laughs> talked about punishment we, the I other think we day. have to move on. 30 seconds. You know, if you get punished for... Okay. Suppose I didn't, I didn't cut him off. You didn't? No, okay. I never got to it. Oh, okay. Suppose good, a, a super-duper producer did. Suppose a okay. sodomite offered a prayer. Would mm -hmm. Joseph not want to hear it? <laughs> I, <laughs> I would not think so. All right. I, I think that anybody continued. who offers a word uh, of no, encouragement we'll before, before a public break. meeting, it's worth doing. Dan, go right ahead. You're on the mark. You know, I, you look at Pennsylvania's Constitution and William Penn, he he was a a man of prayer. Now he wasn't a, a Mason and all that. He was a Quaker. He was a true, true Bible believing. He was Christian. a Quaker, Dot Dan. He was William Penn was a right. Quaker. Exactly, and a Quaker. He was a born again Christian. You read his material, and 
he found nothing wrong with inviting different people into Pennsylvania, the persecuted, the plain people, Mennonites, Amish, the people that were persecuted for baptism, and he invited them all in here. And probably that's how I got here, because as part of our family was persecuted for their beliefs. So our whole system was founded basically on the Bible, even though I know some of them didn't believe parts of it, but basically this whole Pennsylvania especially and and the whole country later was founded on the base of freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. But wouldn't that correlate then to the fact that if you're holding a municipal meeting in Pennsylvania, you shouldn't select a particular religion and impose it on everybody. You should have no religion in the meeting. Let everybody pray all day before they get to the meeting, and then when you get to the meeting, get down to the business of governance. Well, I think what's forgotten in all our talking is truth. Now, truth matters, and we I, I want divine guidance in every part of my life. I don't want to go without the Creator being, being in my life, and neither should our nation. And that's the problem today. We're, we're going without the Creator, without the all-knowledgeable one. And that's why we're going the way we're going. That's why we have problems all over. But I think the issue is smaller than that, Dan. I think the issue is whether or not people are actually harmed in any way, shape, or form by someone offering either a prayer, a word of encouragement, a meditation, or a thought before a public meeting. Well, and they are. I harmed. don't care what religion you are. I believe anything you say, I might gain some benefit from. I might gain, if nothing else, I may gain some insight into what you believe and why you believe it. And Joe, folks right. are harmed because they have to sit and listen to you uh, go on haranguing about your God and your Mary and all this uh, Catholic iconography, iconography that you worship and the, uh, what, what, what's the thing with the heart called? The sacred heart. The sacred heart, right. You, you don't to, buy that, huh? You impo- well, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I buy all of it. I'm just saying that you, if you're imposing an on an atheist and say, you have to wait. I know you came here for this important meeting. But that's, not the, kind meeting. Of, that's no, not the no. kind of prayer that's going to start a meeting. I don't think anybody's going to start talking excluded. about... If you say to... You start out this meeting and say, look, the first part of this meeting isn't for everybody. It's just for the religious well, people here. So this is for us. The rest of you are excluded. This isn't your meeting. You're just going to have to wait till look, you're done. I'm sorry you came to this particular uh, city council meeting because this meeting's not well, for you. I have a friend who was asked to offer a prayer at a meeting of a civic group, and he, but he was told not to mention Jesus. Now it was uh, his. Yeah, that's pr- common. It, it yep. was his prayer, his faith. To tell him not to mention, to, to please pray for us, but don't mention your faith. I think no, that's wrong, too. No, that's too. not true. You can mention God without mentioning Jesus. A lot of people worship God, but not Jesus. So you can, you, you're covering the his, same God. It's his faith. He was asked to pray a right. prayer based on his faith. Yeah, I've been asked a, to do a, that, too. An atheist would be asked to offer a word of invocation based on his lack of faith. <laughs> I've been asked and to do I've that, too. I've got no problem with that. And I did not comply with the wish that was offered by the... Uh, 
uh, organizers <laughs> and you know at the end of the invocation that I was invited well, to do I mean, at a pri- let me finish at okay. the end of the private meeting and I said in Jesus name we pray and at the end of the meeting some folks came up and said oh great invocation you had me all the way until the end then you lost me well I mean when there are <laughs> Jewish people present I mean I can understand how they might exactly. not like hearing that but on the other hand I or wouldn't Muslim. have a problem if they or invoked Buddha. Moses or you know someone right. other biblically biblically then <laughs> we've all but forgotten you're waiting I, you get I, 10 seconds right, I'm a good listener good yeah, go ahead are. I'm a very good listener but what we often forget it wasn't Trump that makes America great it's God that made America great and it's you know and that's what I believe in well and we you're, you're right it's, it's your belief I don't mind hearing other people's prayers, whatever. If you don't, it's like Joe said, you can turn them off. If you don't agree with it, just don't pay attention to it. But I think we're, that's our problem in our country. We exclude God more and more. He's out the door looking in. All right, we got you, Dan. Thank and you so much, Dan. Yep, thanks Thank for calling you. in. Guys, we got have a great day. You great too. Talking hey, take care. Yep, you too, buddy. All yep. right, we got our last caller of the day standing by. We got a couple of texts we can sift through. Uh, we will be right back to wrap up our show. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Upper Right Hand Corner. Yeah, Tom says the problem with this country is fake people who claim to be religious. This show is a perfect example. All right, and we got then, the period, Tom. And down at the end, <laughs> uh, right hand corner. If the Clinton are American Mafia, then Trump is Keystone Cops. <laughs> I like that kind of... And then, who did Trump use the FBI against? Please ask Harry. And you and I couldn't think of anybody... I can't he think of who used it. He just said of. it was his FBI. Right. So, another one? Uh, let's see here. Tom, mental illness is no excuse for anyone to attempt to kill another person. All right. Al, you're on the mark. Zealot number three. <laughs> I on Fox this morning. Thank you. On Fox this morning, I saw uh, in Finland there's two people facing uh, incarceration, uh, going to head to jail maybe, um, for saying a prayer, and they mentioned the word sin and LGBTQ, and now, like I told you, there are consequences for starting a little bit, one step at a time, um, and it gets away from us, and I was in the same club as Joe was for a while, and I, I took respect when I, whenever I did the invocation uh, of all the religions, and I just mentioned uh, God the Father, um, you know, and I, I was thinking the Trinity, but um, I, was, I was courteous that way, I believe, and I still was holding to my faith, because that's where, you know, you got to start somewhere, and... Um, you know, if you want to pray to uh, any other religion, I think we uh, should just let people go ahead and do that. Uh, we have to say our prayers, so they have a right to say their prayers. Well, North Carolina County commissioners hold a moment of silence before a meeting. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, do you pray to a religion or do you pray to a deity? Uh, you can pray to anything you want. If we're going to pray <laughs> in a meeting, I pray to God. Okay. Well, 
I have a bottle of Germex here on the table. I'm not about to pray to it. <laughs> but you trust it. <laughs> you trust that it'll it's sanitize. We know what the person does, you know, that we're inviting to our meetings, I hope, or uh, are interested enough to come to the meeting. We, we know who those people are, and if they're a wacko that wants to pray to Oreo, right. well, we ask them for the invocation. All right, but, but if, you know, like I said to Dan, this is this is to me this is a smaller argument than that. This is about whether or not anybody is actually harmed in any way, shape, or form by hearing anyone offer a message of hope, encouragement, <laughs> a religion, or no faith, brother. or whatever. I don't think you are harmed. They actually by that. are excluded and subsequently are harmed. That's Al, like saying to... a prayer prayer from a Jewish person excludes me as a Catholic or you as a Lutheran. I don't think that's true. Uh, we can't hear Al, unfortunately. His phone's never loud enough, no. so with bumper music, it won't work. So, Al, you can be the, f- the second caller tomorrow. The first one's going to be Howard Wildridge, and Ben is going to be our co-host. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. We've got a CBS newscast at the bottom of the hour coming up. This is WKOK Sunbury.